All right, let's intro, baby. Is Rotundi Baby there? Or is one of the other cats there? There she is. That little couch potato. <laughs> All right. I'm going to grab one last drink of water. <sighs> Wait, what are you drinking out of? What is that? They give you when you give birth at the hospital. What? You get a cup? Yeah, and a baby? Wow. Yeah, a cup and a baby. It's quite the deal. <laughs> Only $35,000. Hello, friends and fiends. Welcome to Bugs Need Heroes, a podcast where an artist and an entomologist team up to illustrate the inspiring abilities of insects by creating a bug-themed superhero. I'm Amanda. And I'm Kelly. Producer Derek and Rotunda are also here. Before we get started creating this bug-inspired hero, what's bugging you, Kelly? Um, I mean, do, should I rant about the bees? Yes, give us <laughs> the lowdown on the bees. My building, my leasing department of my building has decided to put two honeybee hives on our twin towers. And I hate it a lot I, I know i know <laughs> listeners listeners calm down listeners that you're saying kelly we're supposed to save the bees we're we love the bees. the bees yeah yes, we want to save the native bees mm. not the invasive honeybees that studies have shown put our native pollinators into decline when you release them into cities so i went down there i went with all the science and uh bullet points yeah. i said emails i tried everything and i do have to say like the head of our leasing office was willing to listen and said she learned a lot and i think was kind of against the idea by the time i left right. but she's not in charge their stupid right. marketing team is in mm -hmm. charge and their marketing team says we're doing this in all of our buildings because we are quote going green there's nothing right. green about releasing invasive species into a, a native system. So I've been pretty butthurt about that for the past couple months. <laughs> it, it really shows, I don't know, the cruel irony of, you know, vanity, uh, like, what, what, I don't know what to call it, vanity ecology, vanity. Oh, like, yeah. We're greenwashing. It. We're it. Yeah, greenwashing. Yeah, this sense of like the fact that it's the marketing team that's doing it really tells you everything you need to know about how much they cared about actually yeah. doing any good. Because they, they do have to a, be able to put it on. They have a sustainability department and they're not involved with this at all. <laughs> <laughs> of course they're not. Of course De they're not. Derek's next episode, Kelly gets evicted. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, listeners, we had to delay. Uh, Kelly's homeless. <laughs> homeless. She's living uh, in a beehive in the park. Well, I mean, the problem with the with honeybees is they're European, right? We don't have honeybees right. here in, in North America, and there Which is are wilds to me. Yeah, there are sixty to like a hundred thousand bees in one colony, and um, they have a pretty far foraging range, up to a few miles. But our native bees are either solitary, or they're cute little bumbles that are right. 50 to like 500 bees and they don't really spread out as wide as the the honeybees so it's easy for honeybees to clear out all the nectar and then leave nothing in the close right. area for the native the army of the native bees, bees. comes through yeah. yeah and i mean we've discussed on this podcast that honeybees are the most stingy of the bees 
<laughs> it just seems yeah. like a safety issue. Well, I think I think the building's getting a tax credit for this, which is also part of the problem or why they're yeah. doing it. Yeah. They've apparently already mm-hmm. stung someone by the pool, which is <laughs> you know, I actually worry about the little kids. Little kids right. are going to get stung and that's going to stink. Especially uh, the danger of bee stings can sometimes be if you've never been stung before like like you, Kelly. Yeah, what if um, I go into anaphylaxis? Yeah, you just don't know how sensitive you might be to that. I, I've only been stung a couple times, and I, it's it hurts, but it hasn't been, like, a problem. But, yeah. like, what if my niece got stung, and it's like, oh, I've never been stung before. Oops, all allergies. And, you know, yeah. so. You know. <laughs> well, there are people in my building who have expressed concern because they are allergic to Oh, they're things. actively, like, you're putting... A yeah, risk on my roof, <laughs> and um, and they didn't care. So no, because again, know. it's it's the marketing. It's marketing. Team. Yeah, it's, marketing. it's not our. It's so they can put on their. It's little not our sign. leasing office. They're pretty nice. Mm-hmm. It's it's some nebulous marketing moron doing whatever they want. But they're like in people's houses. There are bees flying into people's apartments now. <laughs> Watch this all be an elaborate scheme. There's like someone's condo that they're trying to like get. But he won't sell, so they're gonna fill you his house full send of bees. In the bees. But the bees will evict them. If you actually, if you capture one of the bees and you look at them, they're all carrying tiny clipboards. They're, they're taking notes. They're all. Ta- <laughs> What's bugging you, Amanda? Anything? Oh, not much. I think I'm the Kelly this week. I'm just Ooh. tired. You're the I'm Kelly slim. now. I, I, you know, life's life's pretty good. So yeah, not um. Yeah, I'm just tired because I got two kids running around. One of the kids has a cold, and that always makes oh. everything kind of grind to a halt. Yeah. We had family in last week, and they brought with them the Arizona germs. <laughs> it got my youngest. <laughs> got her. <laughs> yeah, the germs you don't have any any kind of resistance to. Yeah, the two youngest two left the the family meeting with runny noses and it's like oh the little babies who didn't have immune systems they got it Aww. they got each other and they're like swapping binkies all weekend so there's no way they both didn't get it so but she knows how to jump now and she's very proud of herself oh she can jump she can nice. jump too early she's not supposed to be able to jump yet but her brother jumps constantly so she wants to jump oh which is ironically really cute. also how he learned to jump <laughs> But about his cousin. <laughs> Kids, man. Aww. Uh, speaking of things invading your house, Kelly, mm-hmm. has the invasion begun at your house? So, of, of today's topic? Of today's topic. The dreaded, the, dreaded. the most maligned, spotted lanternfly here on the yes. East Coast. I don't have them at all. So they... No. They didn't come into my public consciousness until I think last year when all of a sudden everyone was talking about spotted lanternflies. So they were coming to your house. They were coming in your windows. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. <laughs> spotted lanternflies. <laughs> I have not seen any yet. So my husband and I went for a bike ride yesterday around. My birthday is in 11 days, I guess. And... Um, as an early birthday gift, he got me a new bike seat because my bike seat was uncomfortable. Oh, <laughs> so we yeah. took like a little ride around my city and 
I was looking, man. We were stopping at trees. You're looking. You're looking. We're hunting. Yeah, Joe was like, do you see anything? Do you see any eggs? We must look like crazy people. It sounds like you're looking at the Last of Us episode. You're like, where are they? I know they're coming for us. But I wanted to like, I haven't seen any yet. So I I don't know. They should be around now between May and June is when... You generally right. start to see by the time this podcast nymphs. hits you'll be saying what a fool i was living yeah, in a yes spot or lantern flyless world i will be wishing i was past me with zero lantern right. flies because ooh, ooh, are they a pain in the butts so for me over here on the west coasty where it hasn't happened to me what happened that they all of a sudden <laughs> were here they were not here and now they're here So um, the invasion started in Pennsylvania, in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. And um, this was in September of 2014 is when we first noticed them. We, the collective we. The collective we. Yeah. Um, people. Yeah, because I'm not, I'm not working on lanternflies. They came in on a stone shipment from China because they will lay eggs on any flat surface, anything flat. They like, they prefer trees and tree of heaven specifically which is an invasive tree here to north america is that it's also from china yeah also from china okay okay it's so they, like they came here favorite they saw tree. the tree they like <laughs> they're like yeah. sweet it's here too <laughs> yeah very happy to see their best tree friend here <gasps> in, in a new place how welcoming of this yes. new land thank you <laughs> and then from there they just spread um they're in 16 states now they're all over the Northeast and in Michigan, uh, Indiana, Ohio, like that kind of cluster. It's just wild. And they That's spread crazy. all that spreading since 2014. So in 10 years, they've gone from like, oh, we have a couple of these these flies. What's their deal? To it's on, you know, the main channel of the news, whichever news network you prefer. They're talking about spotted lantern flies. They're coming. Right. So we, we call them spotted lantern flies, but they're not flies. They uh, they belong to order Hemiptera, which is uh, true bugs. They got a little pointy proboscis. They're actually more closely related to leaf hoppers, plant hoppers, cicadas, those guys. Really? Because to my lame person eye, what's not lame person, lame person eye, my lame person eye, they look kind of mothy to me, but maybe that's just mm. because of the general shape of like, Two wings on little body. Spotted pattern. That reads moth to me. How many wings? F- four. four, four. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I, I think I meant two sets of two wings. Because <laughs> it got like the, the spotty one and then like the kind of not spotted one. Yep. Let me, let yeah, me the forewing and the hind wing. Um, you could see their bodies if you're pulling up a photo. Their bodies are like fat little round boys oh yeah now that you say that they are kind of katie did shaped not katie did um leaf hopper or tree hopper i mean or cicada they're also related to cicadas oh right okay so they have kind of a yeah they've got a thicker little body than i would expect on a moth and they hold their legs yeah like you say more like a yeah and they jump man these guys these guys can leap like pretty far a couple feet and they will just immediately jump when you get close to them. So they're a little bit hard to squash. 
So that not only do they fly, they can also jump. So they really just yes. get away from you. Well, what's interesting is because they're so prone to hopping and flight, they can travel about three miles a day on their own. Oh, wow. Which is I, far for a bug. For a bug that's, you know, <laughs> the size of a, a quarter, you know. So how, how big would you say that they are? I'm imagining about an inch. Is that? uh Yeah, about an inch and a quarter, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Because I've seen, again, on the videos, people taking their water bottles and like schlooping them off of trees <laughs> just like jump 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 yeah because they're they're they just want to jump so you put uh-huh. the water bottle uh opening right in front of them and they leap into the water bottle idiots. yeah idiots <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> they're not the smartest of bugs <laughs> no and that was just the, the order, right, was just kill on site, capture on site, get rid of these things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, the communities where you find them have gone kind of stomp crazy. In my city, the like, little children are just stomping around the street, getting them. And they're all excited and like high-fiving each other about how many lanternflies they killed. They're like, finally, we can do the part of Pokemon we like best. <laughs> Harming the animals. Harming the animals. <laughs> Well, they even made an app. There was like an app. I think it came out of Philly. And uh, you can download it. And then it tells you in GPS form, like where where they were when you stomped them. And you can take a little picture of their little bug corpse and then upload it. And, and everyone gets points. Like you get points on the app for doing this. That is so funny. It's I'm called sorry. Squ- Squisher. Squisher is the app. Gamified. <laughs> killing yes. an invasive species yes. that's hilarious so is philly the most affected because that's where it started or is it just everywhere's um, got what they got uh i think massachusetts is uh has a couple quarantined areas so they haven't spread too far in massachusetts mm. uh new jersey they're pretty bad new york they're pretty bad so wherever they haven't been contained to small right. you know small regions they've pretty much exploded and both Dr. O'Donnell, previously on the cast, and mm-hmm. I, and Ped, too, friend of the cast, Ped, um, Do- talked Dr. about- Ped also. Doc- also. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to think I don't know that he's a doctor. <laughs> Dr. Ped, friend of the podcast. Uh, they've both mentioned that, like, the opinions about what to do about invasive species varies a little bit. Some people are like, you're never going to get rid of them. We just got to learn how to- like mitigate the damages they will do because you're just you're never gonna get them all is that right. the general feeling for lanternflies now that they're here you, we yeah. just got to deal with it i think so i think they're here and they're not <sighs> not Mama going bro. anywhere <laughs> yeah are they tasty at least can a cat no <laughs> oh no they've got those bright red uh wings so they're probably pretty bitter tasting uh, right. They get into my apartment. So they got into my apartment last year and uh, my cats were were trying to fight them and Finn would bite them and then immediately drop them because I, oh, I think so they're probably nasty. nasty. Yeah. Mm, like ladybugs. But he, he loved smacking them around though. That was, yeah. you know. I, they, I mean, if they jump and fly, you couldn't yeah, they're like better bugs. Yeah, for they're like excellent cat toys. Yeah. <laughs> they're like little fright. Right, little guys, little spot. Yeah, visually very interesting for a cat. I can see why they oh, love yeah. it. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, even so, the little, the nymphal forms are kind of cool looking too. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm looking at the nymphal form and it kind of has, it starts off black with white spots. Mm-hmm. Then it goes kind of like the ladybug's weevily cousin. He's kind of black with red and white, like red blotches and white spots. And then finally oh, those wings come in. Derek is saying it looks like the spot from the Spider-Verse. Yeah, yes. that's pretty close. I have not seen yet. No spoilers. <laughs> I see it this afternoon. <laughs> oh, exciting. Uh, exciting. Just in time, because my my timeline feeds are starting to break the no spoilers embargo. So I'm starting to like see memes and screen caps that people are like, I can't yeah. wait any longer. I got to put out my meme. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, it's been two weeks, guys. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. So I got to go today or I'm going to get spoiled for something big. <laughs> Yeah, there's. Uh, I, I gotta see it too. Um, I don't know when. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I can go this week or something. But um, yeah, Derek so says the... Miguel's caked up butt blocked a lot of the spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> I've that is one thing I've heard is that he's just caked up. That is. So you guys had to explain that term to me. I did I did not a four? I think I'd have to explain over text message. What does caked up mean? Yeah. Uh, that means you got. I guess you I could have guessed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> not pancaked up. Pound cake. Uh, I would, I would say the lantern flight does not have a caked up. Actually, it does have a bit of a caked up abdomen. They've got big. Well, big like we just said, he's kind of a kind of got chunky, thick body. Yeah. Oh, that re- that reminds me, Kelly. This might mm-hmm. not make it to the podcast, but I was watching some child's TV show earlier this week. And it made me think, Kelly, if fairies were real, what orientation do you think their wings would go in? Do you think they'd be flat like a butterfly or do you think they'd be long like a damselfly? Or I guess dragonfly Mm. versus damselfly orientation. Well, probably more like a butterfly because I think you need bigger wings to, to pull around a, you know, we're not... Oh, now I'm thinking hard about fairies. Uh, I mean, I guess fairies kind of <laughs> look like people, right? Fairies look like humans. Yeah. So they probably, yeah, they need bigger, stronger wings. Uh, anyway, you know, I was I was at the Ren Fair is where I was at. when I, All these people have really cool, people can make the coolest wings now, like from home. Oh, yeah. They're making these awesome Ren Fair wings. But every single time, my thought is always, there's no way you could pick pick a person up with wings like that. There's no way. No. Like, no, wings would not be strong. We would need like full on bone structures like birds. Yeah. And even we then, need, like harpy eagle wings. Yeah. We need huge wings to lift the mass of a person. We don't have hollow bones like birds do. We're not light like insects. None of these wings would be practical. So, fairies, hollow mm-hmm. bone, do you think? Could be. Yeah. That would be very <laughs> crushable if I was crushable. a pirate. <laughs> Well, they're magic, right? Fairies are magic. That's the only thing. You have to assume that their flight is being uh, pushed forward. The original idea of fairies that comes out of like Ireland and Scotland, they didn't have wings. Wings didn't happen until the Victorian times. They're like a a later cutification of fairies. Fairies are actually terrifying and not to be messed with. So, yeah, we got kind of that cute thing going on. They got cutified. Yeah. yeah, they got my little pony. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh yeah, and yes, yeah, Sir, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle got tricked mm-hmm. with some photography. Believed and, in fairies. Yeah. It's so funny, Sir Conan Ar- 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 uh, ACD, as we call him in the Sherlock fandom. <laughs> um, he he was. I mean, he created this this man who loved science and could would only believe the things he saw, and you know, the the mythical and the magical was for kids. Meanwhile. He's out here being like, look, Houdini, I found a picture of a fairy, so it's real, okay? And Harry Houdini's like, don't make me slap you, Arthur. I will slap you across the face. His Um, relationship with Houdini and spirit mediums and just amazing. (laughs) It's it's funny. And part of me is like, why? You know, like, why? This man who was like a doctor and by all means seemed like a really intelligent dude was just so taken with the idea of fairies and i don't know it's just a fun little quirk thing that i think is very funny <laughs> meanwhile harry houdini would like rather like he just wanted to talk his to his mom right yeah. right i felt really bad for houdini who really just missed his mother yeah yeah and when it did it turn out to be true he kind of was like oh these these he just Liars. went on a rampage, which was awesome. Oh, flip your table, reveal a, a machine underneath. How dare you? You know, it's Era, a very interesting friendship. When what's his name played Houdini, that was a really great. Uh, the guy with the nose. <laughs> I know. I hate to. I hate, I hate to, to tell you this. Most people got. Yeah. He's <laughs> got a, a prominent nose. I think it was in the pi- the piano. The piano. Oh, I, Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody. Yeah, he played yes. Houdini, and that was excellent. Well, oh yeah. Mm, if you haven't seen that, you should watch that. I think I did back in high school, but that was yeah. It's pretty old by now. I nigh think. on many year ago now. Anyway, spider lantern flies. <laughs> Sorry to take you on a, on a magical course through fairyland. <sighs> So, um, yeah, so they start off with these little black and white guys uh, up until their third instar. And then um, fourth instar, they become red, black, and white. And through all of the stages, they're hopping. They're hopping and they're bopping right down the street. So they're always jumping. I think I have one photograph of one because they were, I, I couldn't get them to sit still long enough for me to take pictures. <laughs> they just wanted to keep hopping. They're like, Listen, lady, I got places to be. I got I got places to invade. So how damaging are they? Or like, what do they eat? I guess that people are so worried about. I mean, other than them being annoying because they're like deer. Yeah. Are and they'll they pushing... fly, they'll like hop right into you because they're idiots. Um, <laughs> just when, the, your knees. when the infestation gets really bad, you'll be walking down the street and they'll just land on you. Like in your hair, on your face. Just like um, that. Do not want it's a lot, yeah. Um, but they're they're a nuisance not only in that way, but because they're so they're sap suckers. You can think of them as maybe giant aphids, if that's an easy way to think about it. Yeah. So they take that pointy proboscis, and they stab a tree, and they suck out the the sap, the phloem. They do this through all stages of their lives, except the. First through third instar, their proboscis isn't hard enough to go through woody plants. So they're eating like softer, softer perennials and annuals kinds of a thing. But the adults and the fourth instars, they can go through woodier plants. And they're actually, 
kind of doing a number on uh, orchards. So our apple orchards, our peach orchards, all that stuff, and um, grapevines. So if you like wine, um, they're going to be a problem. (laughs) Yeah. So are they pushing out natives then? Like we talked about at the top of the show, are they taking Um, over where other people should be? People, other bugs should be? Other bugs. Um, I'm not sure. I haven't read anything about their effect on native insects. It's really the problem of them potentially decimating some of our agriculture. That's why we can't have them here. But like I said, people are really stomping. The big guys are a problem because they're eating even hardier woods than the little guys and they're pushing mm-hmm. out agriculture. Yeah. Yeah, we, we can't have that. I mean, uh, thankfully, they're not on the West Coast yet because I imagine the most of our more of our vineyards are over there where you yeah. guys are. And there's concern that that's going to happen, that some... yes. Yahoo with a what was it in Ash Emerald Ashbore uh like firewood they just take the firewood and don't even think about what might be living in it yeah I mean this we would we've talked about that before like please don't bring wood and stuff from your state to another state because you never know what's going to be on it uh and then they'll lay their eggs on anything flat so they might even lay their eggs on your truck so you just got to be careful and aware of, you know, what you're doing. Plus, adults will hop into your car and you can transport them that way because they're always moving around. So the spread is easy. They're very easy to spread. Right. Yeah. And clearly they're very good at it, considering that they've yeah. just very taken good at it. over. Yeah. Although, um, so some states, I think... In the show notes, I was using New York as an example. So they've been setting up different types of uh, quarantine. And it it's so that if you're moving goods from a state that's a known carrier of the spotted lanternfly, like, your stuff has to get checked. Right. And they're getting checked, I think, by their Department of Conservation, uh, Department of Environmental Conservation. So if states are doing that. I think all states should probably do this really hard check any goods that are coming in to like from nurseries or stone or lumber just to make sure that they're not bringing this this species in to a new state. Um, and I think some states are doing better Bug than others. metal detectors over it. It'd be a lot easier if they alerted a metal detector. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean but all you can do is squish once they get here. Uh, but so some researchers in Delaware have found two parasitic wasps that come from China that only eat or, or prey on the spotted lanternfly. So we could bring them here and release them and hope to help control the population that way. Uh, one one uses the eggs as hosts and the other uses the larvae or the nymphs. They're nymphs. So there's something we can do that's a little more practical. Yeah, we talked about this with Dr. O'Donnell that like that, you know, there's always this kind of hesitation to introduce a whole new species to deal with <laughs> another species. Yeah. Uh, but they've had some success with that for the mosquitoes, right? So and the winter. Oh, sorry. I think it was for the, the winter, winter moth. moth yeah. Yeah. For the winter moth. So hopefully that works. Hopefully that helps. Yeah, those were um, tachinid flies. 
for the winter moth. Um, I think as long as they're very, very host specific and aren't likely to transfer to other, other local species, then it's great. I don't know what the timeline is for this. Uh, I know it'll start in Delaware, but that, that'll be pretty cool. Uh, Cause they don't really have a lot of natural predators here. They taste gross. They're kind of yucky. They're bitter. Uh, I mean, spiders will eat them. Praying mantises will eat them. I think I saw a robin attempting to eat one once. So some of the birds are figuring it out. So there's hope on that front too. But it's mostly people. People are going to have to do the mitigation, not the wildlife here, unfortunately. So for our superhero, I mean, this is obviously going to be a big bad. A big bad, yeah. This needs a big bad. We usually do female just because we have a, a, a bias that we think the the females are more interesting. Do we want to do a female or male on this just to mix it up? Uh, the males and females look the same. So if you want to do a male, oh, we could we haven't go. Done a male in a long time. Haven't done a male in a while. All right, let me. Got to make give him some sort of hopping pose here. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we'll do like the one leg up sort of classic superhero jump. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, they are um, they are really impressive. So we had in my building, there was construction going on last summer. And we had long guidelines for the, uh, I don't know what, what, what you call them. When the guys go up and down on the lifts to... Scaffolding? No, because they ride it. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think, it's, I think it might just be a lift. Um, but there are long guidelines that come off of it. So the it's very windy here. So the wind doesn't blow them around and the lantern flies were crawling up these guidelines and I'm on like the 30 plus floor and you could see them coming up the, yeah, the wire, <laughs> like little acrobats. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Really impressive. They're kind of beautiful to look at. So I guess they've got that going for them. Uh, one time, Joe and I were at the grill and he was trying to squish them while I was cooking dinner. And they're, like I said, they're hard to squish because they can kind of see you coming. They have regular compound eyes, but they also have like the ocelli that we talked about on top. Yeah. That we talked about with ants. So they can see the light change. Yeah. 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 Mason bees. Um, So they're hard to surprise, but if you put your foot in front of them, sometimes they hop under your shoe and then you can crush them. (laughs) <laughs> there's a there's a method they the got crush. one brain cell each each one of the flies <laughs> they're all sharing a brain cell i think um but he kept missing and the lantern fly got tired and it couldn't jump anymore so it raises its front arms and starts doing this at us Hold on, the listeners can't see but yeah uh, uh, so it's doing uh, this uh, it's waving its little front arms up and down in a threatening manner Like, that's going to stop us. But it's like the last ditch effort to scare away a predator. We were cracking up. We were just cracking up because it was so goofy. I think I have a video of that. So I'll share it on the Instagram if I can find it after we release this episode. Because it's very goofy. I'm sure I'll have plenty of lanternfly photos and videos to share with all the listeners once this episode releases. Or maybe a little bit after. So they should be out now. We should have nymphs now. Um, I don't know why I'm not seeing any yet in my city. Could be because we had 
I know bird migration was kind of set back a week or two. So maybe oh. every, maybe everything is a little bit pushed back right now. So we get um, first through third instars during May and June. And then between July and September, we should start seeing the fourth instars. And then around, oh, I think July 2 for the early hatchers, we should still see adults. And they'll be here till December, until the, the cold comes and the frost kills them. But they, they're a little bit hardy. Wow. So they last a long time, really. Yeah. They're around for, I guess I thought of them as like a three-week like, oh, the bugs oh, are here for the next three weeks. Yeah. Well, they're here for months and it's terrible. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and then in the fall, they lay their eggs on the tree or on the side of a building or whatever. And they overwinter as eggs. So then a new, the next year will hatch. Uh, they only lay one generation a year. Thank thank God they only lay one generation a year. They're not like multi Right. Uh, the, the bugs that are like okay every three months you got a new boom of yeah bugs yeah uh, like crocuses it feels like, like why are you blooming now crocuses it's the middle of <laughs> december crocuses stop that oh i love a crocus though they're beautiful they're so cute i wish they were named something else the, the word crocus you know, like is crocus? kind of horrible <laughs> Croc- like imagine they were called like you know like lily billies or something You're like oh the lily billies are here hooray <laughs> Lily Billies, you're so silly to bloom. I in think January. I'd be into a Lily Billy. That's mm-hmm. fun. I just think Crocus. Like, <laughs> it sounds like a villain for sure. Crocus. Here I am. Lord Crocus. Lord Crocus. Definitely a Lord Crocus situation. But yeah, yeah, they'll we'll have them for a few months. Their little corpses will be all over the streets, which is also annoying. It's just, it's a lot. I wish I could explain truly how just wild it gets here with lanternflies. Last year it was so many. Yeah, I don't really have a sense of it because I'm not there. I'll try to get some good video. Like they will just cover the sidewalk, cover the sidewalk, going around a corner where they all kind of collect where the wind blows, and there'll just be hundreds of them, and you got to walk through it and stop. So instead of like leaf litter, <laughs> where they're like. Oh, all the, all the leaves have been pushed against the corner of this building. It's bugs, bugs, bugs. Yeah, it's lots of bugs. Some of them are dead already. And their little wings are like out. And it, it gets kind of gross. It gets a little gross. And I like bugs, but I don't want to be wading through their corpses just trying to you know, <laughs> <laughs> go for a walk. <laughs> get to the grocery store. <laughs> that is nasty. <laughs> for our super villain here for powers i've listed high jump and flight and climbing which i guess would kind of be like acrobatics um warning coloration so aposematism uh and the threatening posture where he was wiggling his little arms at me and i laughed in his little bug face <laughs> um oh and for the listeners if you see lantern flies in your area and you're pretty sure they've not already been detected you can go to usda.gov and there's instructions on how to report them and what to do um who to call yeah who to call uh you'll probably want to if you see egg masses you'll want to like scrape them and put them in a plastic bag and send them uh to you know maybe the lab at usda 
but I've put a link to that in the field notes on our website. So you guys can go check that out. Along with photos, uh, I think Derek will put some photos up that I took last year. So everyone will know what they look like if you listen to the to this show and then take a peek. I think I'm going to give him a trench coat because uh, a trench, trench coat. coat. Yeah, because I want to get like a wingy effect, but male villains don't have the same level of um, they just they just don't respect the drip as much as a female <laughs> villain does. Female I'm getting villain. I, I'm getting Remy vibes <laughs> from this. You, you know, I'm getting I can I can support that. Okay, okay, okay. Let's, no brain cells. Very charming. Okay, let's see. Uh, I mean, I love a trench coat. That, Maybe that, it was that, just a trench coat that reminded me of Remy and the bright hair. Isn't he bright, brightly colored hair? Uh, he has those like bright purple powers, so I'm sure he gets yeah. drawn in purple a lot. Uh, 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 uh. Wow, which shape? They kind of have cute little. I wish they weren't so horrible because they kind of have a cute little shape, like little round wings, little round spots. They're, I mean, they're kind of a cute. <laughs> Maybe I should re- reconsider how cute I should make it. <laughs> they are pretty. Uh, oh, um, Remy from X-Men. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. We, we should yeah. say, for those of us not on a first-name basis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With the X-Men. Gambit, you may know him Gambit, as. yeah. Gambit from X-Men. I can only remember his actual name. I couldn't think his of His actual Gambit. name, Remy LeBeau. Uh, we are we are best friends, so. You, know. you and Rev just yeah. like this. Just, just hanging out. Tight. <laughs> So I think I'm actually, I think I'm going to change gears here completely and make it kind of a, a cuter little villain, I think. Who could this be a villain for? Who do you think fights? Uh, who fights the lanternfly? Yeah, That's who a fights tough the one. I mean, the little parasitic wasps will be good, good enemies of them once they're here. But I can't think of, I mean, spiders are eating them. Praying mantises are eating them. Birds. Birds. Beasts and birds. <laughs> well, maybe cats. I'll have to keep it villain-shaped then. Mm. I just I feel like I need to incorporate that roundness somehow, and I, I haven't done that so far. They are quite round. Their proboscis mm. is really long. I think it's like almost as long as their body. It's a little gross-looking once you really look at their faces to see. Oh, okay. Interesting. But I, yeah, I think I'm going to change tacks here and make it kind of more woolly bear uh, sized. Oh, okay. I love woolly bear. Who, who doesn't love woolly bear? <laughs> I love, like, behind the scenes, the, the, the people have not seen how often I draw woolly bear. <laughs> <laughs> he, him and Isabella are our favorites. Okay. I'm going to give him a little body. Make him a little skeevy. <laughs> there we go. Maybe more Dexter's Lab is what I'm going for here. Oh yeah, I guess that would work. You know what's uh, interesting about them, or what I thought was kind of neat while I was reading. So they like the tree of heaven. But the tree of heaven has good uh, sap pressure, so their little mouths are not very good at sucking sap. They don't have strong muscles. 
So they need to be on plants that are have high volume. They need good good blood pressure from a tree. They need yeah, they need good tree blood pressure. So they'll they prefer to stay on the tree of heaven until they are fourth instar to adults. But in the fall, that the tree's pressure starts to reduce, and they're not getting enough sap. So then they disperse, and they're a lot more annoying on your uh, native trees. Like will they like willows and silver maple, and and then again all the orchard stuff. Oh God, I, I try to get this guy's posture just just scheming enough. <laughs> So another another thing, so and this happens with a lot of sap sucking insects. They'll take in the sap and then their waste product is called honeydew. Did we talk I think we talked about honeydew with ants? Yes. When they, they kind of the little aphids. Ranch right? aphids, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for their honeydew. So the lanternfly also produces a lot of honeydew. And because there are so many of them, that honeydew starts to drip down on the leaves of whatever plants they're on. And there are there's a particular fungus called the sooty mold and it grows on it and it'll make all your leaves black. It's really gnarly. It Ugh. smells a little bit. So you, you end up with this mold infestation on the trees and plants that the lanternflies are on all the time. So it's like an extra level of damage they're causing. Because uh, sooty mold is around but it doesn't take off like this unless there's like a lot of honeydew. Speaking of honeydew, we did try the lanternfly honey. Someone made honey out of right. me. <laughs> so it's like you can, it's kind of like, it's kind of like that, that coffee that's been like through a cat already, where it's like been <laughs> yeah. through several things. And then you're like, Oh, I'll try this honey. I, we tried it last summer mm-hmm. and it's, it's weird. It's not honey in the sense of like this is sweet and delicious it's kind of like it's a little funky i don't know yeah it's a little funky and i guess they always say you know like oh you can taste where the bees got the honey from this is lavender honey and sometimes it'll like change the color even mm-hmm. but uh the la- the lantern fly was like a whole different taste profile it was it, not honey. it was <laughs> yeah i know derek hated it um i thought it was okay it's not my favorite honey, but I'm not going to throw it out. I'll use it on stuff. But it tasted almost piney, maybe. I'm yeah, not quite sure what the comparison. It was still is. very sap-like. Like it still tasted like tree. Yeah, we can probably put in the show notes where I bought that honey. If any of the listeners want to try it for themselves, I think it's out of Philly. I think the, I think it's Philadelphia. It's definitely Pennsylvania. So good job, Pennsylvania. Take a take a horrible invasive species and make something fun out of it. Like honey. Why not? The recording of that taste test is at the end of this episode. Yeah, so the honeydew, when they make honey out of the water lanternfly honeydew, they're not really making it directly from the lanternfly. The bees are actually gathering the honeydew from the lantern flies and then making it into honey that way so it's it's like an extra step in the process so rather than use nectar from a from a flower they're using nectar right. from from a from a, a lantern fly but but <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting i mean why not 
I mean, if you can, you should, I feel. Well, during the fall, um, when nectar starts to get kind of scarce, bees will go find whatever they can, whatever sugary substance they can to keep the honey going. So it's not surprising they would do this with a lanternfly. Um, they probably, I don't know if there's any data on this, but I wouldn't be surprised if they tried it with aphids too, if there was a large enough collection of them and if the ants would let them get close enough to the aphids to steal that dew. But it just shows how resourceful honeybees are. Yeah, the, if you could get the ants to farm the aphids and then allow the bees to make honey with it. <laughs> like, that's dangerously close to a dang old civilization. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They've created an economy. <laughs> it is kind of incredible. But wasps will also come take that honeydew um, because they bring it back to their larvae. I think we talked about that in Ms. Buzz in that episode. So lots of other other organisms are using the spotted lanternflies waste product to to feed their young, which is always fascinating. We'll call it the one good thing the lanternfly is doing, I guess. <laughs> Feeding oh, others. They gotta be beneficial somehow. So I've <laughs> turned our lanternfly into uh, I, I'm imagining him as like a, a kid a kid villain who always wants your stuff. So he's coming <laughs> to take your stuff from him, which is a common in children's television. I know you don't watch a lot of children. There's often a villain who like their whole thing is just that they want what's yours. Like it <laughs> does not matter what it is. They just are bad at sharing. Cause you know, kids media is always like trying to teach you a lesson. Yeah. The, yeah. You have to share. Don't take things from others is a lesson that is pretty much in every single kid show to some extent. So I'm imagining this this is the kid villain. He wants to take your stuff. He views himself as this like evil genius, but really he's a bit of a dum dum. He's only got. <laughs> and I think his main power is that he can just summon other lantern flies, and they're just and they like do his bidding. That is uh, quite the power. Yeah, because they they do kind of congregate together, but they're not colonial. They don't have hives or nests or anything. They're just around. You know, the whole safety and numbers thing, too. Maybe you won't get eaten if you surround yourself with 50 of your siblings. Right. It's just it's just a numbers game at this point. It's a numbers game, yeah. I've accidentally given him a very Calvin and Hobbes-esque face. But <laughs> I, would, I would allow it, actually. I think that works. Yeah, the, the making of the superhero or villain is always a lot of fun. I love to see what you come up with while we talk about the you know, the bug of choice for that day. I've also accidentally given him my father's haircut. Let me quickly change the... <laughs> <laughs> I, it's a, I'm sorry. His haircut comes up a lot because he has a very basic haircut. He's got man's cut numbered four, you know? <laughs> Is it the side part with the... It's the side part, you know, it's, it's a little bit up to the... He's also had the same haircut since like 1995. <laughs> my dad too I've only ever seen one haircut on my dad but to be fair I think I've had the same haircut for years too if you stick with what works yeah I, he's kind of become an evil Peanuts character so oh well <laughs> yes uh, some real Charlie Brown went bad energy happening over here 
Is it because they're kind of cute? Yeah. Well, because I was trying to cutify him because I think it's a cute little bug. Plus, you know, it's like a real problem. Maybe we don't make it like a big scary thing. <laughs> Try to a little levity is yeah, what we're going for. Mitigate some of that actual concern. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to when I leave my apartment and they just land on my face. I'm not into it. The most basic uh, form of of our our modern lantern flying <laughs> into the art. Look at his little cape. It's like a weird king. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's like, we're trying to make him like a little like a little spoiled king who thinks he's like he's a little short king over here. He's so tiny. Yeah, I, I tried to give him like a thickum body, but like. <laughs> And then when he jumps, it'll be very surprising that he can jump so far because yeah. I gave him these little bitty legs. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think he opens up his cape and out of the cape comes spotted flies. <laughs> That's great. Another winner, Amanda. Another. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, he does look a little bit like evil Charlie Brown, but that's all right. <laughs> like if Charlie Brown got tired of the teasing and put on a wig. Yeah. Oh, Charlie Brown. I got a rock. Fantastic. And uh I think the coloring is gonna be really cool on this. Yeah, I think the... we'll we'll stick with the, the the red undertones and spottedness. I need to add more spots to him. I wanted to give him the uh you know how on like royal uh particularly English royal paintings they have like the ermine fur oh, where it's like yeah, white yeah. with the little black spots. So it's my plan to do that for his like royal rough which he's so important he has two royal roughs um, <laughs> he's an evil little guy evil little king yeah. i'd like to see this guy up against woolly bear i think that'd be really <laughs> uh we're well we're always rooting for woolly bear <laughs> we're always <laughs> rooting for woolly bear. like woolly bear just like what is this guy's problem you know <laughs> we're slowly building our bug verse into all these interactions between all the all the episodes it's gonna be hard to do a, a bug that's better than woolly bear I know we we really peaked so soon on like episode two. <laughs> He's just so good. Uh, so, how many legs would you give this lanternfly? Oh boy, um, I would give it three legs. I think because it's it's pretty it's impressive. The yeah, it can travel like three to four miles by itself without even us transporting it Doing it's got, much <laughs> yeah it's got these amazing high jump abilities and flight uh it's pretty it's very very pretty it's a pretty bug if it wasn't an invasive species i'd be like this is a really cute little bug yeah I, if it wasn't an invasive i'd probably give it a five especially when we haven't talked about but but like it closes its wings and it looks very plain but cute mm-hmm. still with its little polka dots little spots and then it opens yeah. and then it opens the wings and psh, here's this flash of bright red I mean, it really looks like a leafhopper with its wings closed. It's got that yeah. kind of triangular body shape at that point. Um, and it's got like this thumb print pattern at the bottom. Like it's a really cool looking bug. Yeah. And then, and then it just won't stay where it belongs. <laughs> <laughs> so rude. How many legs would you give the spotted lanternfly? Oh, I mean, I don't deal with it at all. Like <laughs> it's not bothering <laughs> me personally not yet anyway uh hopefully knock wood it doesn't bother me at all ever um i'm i'm gonna go two legs because of its invasiveness how but like it's not its fault that it's invasive it's just doing what bugs do yeah it's never the bug's fault 
It's never the bug's fault. It's the dang old people that brought him over here. Yeah, I I don't know. I'll, I'll go with three with you and split the middle. <laughs> because I don't think it's his fault. And he's not, like, doing anything crazy. It's not like he's locusting out yet. He's, they're, they're not spreading disease. Yeah. They're not, um, they're they're not, not a danger to humans at all. Super spotted lanternfly disease. Yeah, they're not a danger to other insects or anything. They're not they're trying just... to suck my eyeball juice. No, no. But they're... Yeah, I'll split the yeah. difference with you. It's not his fault that he's invasive, but he definitely is doing that. He's doing bad stuff. They're doing, doing bad, bad stuff, stuff while they're here. <laughs> Maybe someday he'll grow up and he'll learn to get leave along our, Leave our vineyards alone. Leave our orchards alone. Leave yeah. our beautiful willow trees and walnuts alone. Um, oh, they also affect um, hops. So all the beer drinkers out there, you've got a new enemy. So not just the wine, but also the beer. <laughs> also the beer, yeah. Oh, man. Oh. So you got to spend your summer building bug suckers, traps to suck them up? <laughs> I'm going to spend my summer stomping on them and... Stomp, stomp, stomp. You know, maybe use Do the bottle. Do they make your shoes the colored at all? Or, you know, are they like... No, no, but... gooey inside? They make a horrible popping sound <laughs> yeah gross <laughs> and you can feel it under your shoe yeah. when you they have enough give that it's like yeah they're they're big enough where it's very noticeable when you stop stepping on, on a one. grape <laughs> if, if i'm wearing flip-flops i will not step on them oh fair i need a full sneaker to handle it <laughs> so you're gonna go for that high score on squisher <laughs> maybe i might have to download it this year <laughs> Well, you'll have to send us pictures when they start to come out. And if you have any pictures of spotter lanternflies, as you know, you can always share them with us. We love uh, bug pictures. Send them uh, along. We, love, we also love pet pictures. If you want, yes. especially a pet dressed as a bug. <laughs> Strange <laughs> request, but I'm just saying. Uh, you can always find us on our social medias. And we'll find you next week or in two weeks on the podcast. We love you. Bye. Bugs Need Heroes is created by Derek Conrad and Kelly Zimmerman, hosted by Amanda Allen Nide and Kelly Zimmerman. Bugs Need Heroes is produced and edited by Derek Conrad. Our music is Ladybug Castle by Roll Music. All character art by Amanda Allen Nide. Got a bug question? Email us at bugsneedheroes at gmail.com. Check us out on bugsneedheroes.com for the visual companion to our episodes with the artwork of the bug related heroes. We also have an Instagram, Twitter, and subreddit under the Bugs Need Heroes name. Thanks for coming by. What, what did you think? I saw you just this take a little caracol. I, I took a bite of regular, of regular honey, honey to okay. try and get a baseline of what it's what it's meant to be. My organic local honey which is supposed to help with your allergies if you eat local honey i don't know if that's true or not but that's the story <laughs> all right here we go pb honey let's go <laughs> oh my gosh what is that <laughs> is, it, oh. is it not good hold on let me let me let me try it's that. not that it's not good it's just not honey um I don't know. I'm not sure how to describe this. To, yeah, I was about to say, I don't even know how to describe this. Um, you know what? It does remind me of dark, almost buckwheat honey. Yeah. Very, yeah. Very, I was going to say, it kind of tastes like if you, 
if you had a whole grain English muffin and then you just had honey on it and then you scraped all the honey off and then you ate the English muffin. <laughs> That's what it tastes like. It tastes like previously honeyed, no longer honeyed English muffin. It it almost seems it almost seems a little thicker. Yeah, it seems extra viscous. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's it's viscous like I know the listeners can't see, but I'm, I'm like dangling. Like color. I'm trying to compare strips. the color. The it, it's a darker honey. Yeah. The typical honey really sloshes about inside this bear quite easily <laughs> when I turn it. And this one really, it's a slow molasses like yeah. dribble um, to the side. I don't dislike it. I, I, I like, I, I think I'm kind of into it. I want to try I it in it. tea. I I'm not it. into it. Really? <laughs> I, I think it's, it's like, uh, it's a little, maybe because Derek and I don't drink tea much. And I think it kind of has like a tea experience and that it's like a little bit bitter a little bit it is a little bitter yeah not like um, a lot but like enough that if i ate more of it which i'm definitely not going <laughs> i'll make cody try it because because i i now i'm sticky and i'm starting to freak out uh but i have a <laughs> so you have a, you have an aversion to honey is that i have an true? aversion to honey i have an aversion to syrup in particular hmm. uh i also have an aversion to the smell of burgers cooking on a grill but that is all to do with I have a sensory overload problem with stickiness. Oh, I think it's my ADHD. It just, it just, uh. other people have nightmares about like, oh no, I fell off a building. <laughs> I will have stress dreams about people licking lollipops and then sticking them in my hair. <laughs> like literally stress dreams about people like, oh, I've got a lollipop. And then they just stick it in my hair and start like twirling it like a fork oh. and spaghetti. <laughs> I mean, that's, that would be pretty awful. Yeah, that's a bad, well. That's a bad. Mm-hmm. I wrote. I once wrote a whole comic that was about like uh, my hair anxiety, and one of the major <laughs> features was was candy, licked candy, and honey um, in particular. I, I. So you you I would really say this like is honey. this is worse than regular honey for you? Taste wise, this is worse than regular honey. Um, I have now touched the outside of this honey bottle, and I'm gonna be <laughs> ruined for about two hours. <laughs> Go, uh, it's, well, it's it's one o'clock here, so technically you could have a drink. To, to calm <laughs> it's down. one o'clock somewhere, baby. <laughs> oh, I I don't know. I like it. I gotta say, I I I thought reading the description of what it tasted like online, I thought I wasn't gonna like it, but um, I I do. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I do want to make yeah. everyone who comes over my house taste it. That's gonna it be definitely a-, a more complicated taste it's, little, it's very complex honey. yeah mm-hmm. it definitely has layers to it like the longer it's in my mouth and i haven't drank any water or anything the more it's like yeah it's it's nuanced <laughs> <laughs> it's i'm so nuanced i'm it. so excited we tried this yeah this was I, I i'm enjoying this interactive feature of the podcast i definitely <laughs> will stick to regular right, honey right. though have cody try it and then tell us next recording what yeah I, i'll let you know what he thought because he's a he's a chef so he knows more about these sorts of things than me he might be able to use it in a an interesting food application oh yeah that's an idea yeah he's a sweet kid uh i don't mean personality wise although obviously i do <laughs> like him <laughs> he's fine but he he's fine but he he's one of those people that like if he could eat cake all day he would he loves oh, yeah. He's a sweet guy. French toast dripping in syrup. He likes cake. He likes ice cream. 
He likes milkshakes, which is just ice cream, but but better. He he's a big sweet lover. This is, is going to make me sound real. Uh, I don't know. Froofy is froofy the word. Um, frou frou but I would make like a like a lavender cookie and then mm. with with this honey. I think that would be really tasty. Oh my god, lavender cookies with my <laughs> wildflower honey <laughs> made from lanternfly lanternfly yeah, butts. That's yeah, that's very 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 fruitful. But I think those flavors. I think that would work. This would work with a real flowery, you know, type of food. I think. Ugh. Yeah, I think it would complement a sweet treat yeah. quite well. I think you could put it as a drizzle on something sweet that mm-hmm. you were needed to put a syrup on and it would be tasty there. Maybe just a drizzle over some fresh berries might be okay. Yeah. Maybe some blueberries. Would, yeah, maybe maybe yogurt. It'd be good in like a flavor yeah. Yeah, yogurt. yogurt. Yeah, now that you say that, I think really that would be the most <laughs> delicious way to eat it. It's with some some tasty like like a, Like a tangy yogurt. Greek yogurt. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a blackberry yogurt, but maybe that's my Pacific Northwest <laughs> love of blackberries yeah. out there. Yeah, mine is blueberries. I'm uh, in New oh, Jersey. New Jersey, we're a very blueberry-centered state. <laughs> no, we're blackberries here, so it works out. We're black and blue, baby. <laughs> uh, listeners, if you have any other, if you have bug food recommendations for us, I would try it. I'll try anything. Yeah, we should do cricket flour sometime, because I've had cricket mm-hmm. flour before. Use it to make something. Yeah, it's if there's any discernible difference between something that's particularly flowerly, flower, yeah. or if you know of any other weird bee honey sources, I would yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us your weird <laughs> bees, because I've had lavender honey before and that was quite tasty. I liked that mm. a lot. Uh, I think part of that was just that it smells so good that you're like, oh, yeah, this yeah. is good, be tasty. <laughs> oh. All right, guys. Well, next time I see you, Kelly, I will shimmer my wings to let you know that you're allowed in <laughs> thank you <laughs> and listeners i'll shimmer it. for you too i'll shimmer for us all. oh we're, we're, we're one all big hive now we're all one big hive bugs need heroes hive we'll see you next time rotunda do you have any thoughts rotunda she's asleep she's not no. <laughs> oh <laughs> she does not have any thoughts head empty no thoughts thanks rotunda <laughs> all right guys time. we'll see you next time take care everyone